A reading from the book of Sirach. And now bless the God of all who has done wondrous things on earth, who fosters people's growth from their mother's womb and fashions them according to his will. May he grant you joy of heart and may peace abide among you. May his goodness toward us endure in Israel to deliver us in our days. The word of the Lord. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always on your account for the grace of God bestowed on you in Christ Jesus, that in him you were enriched in every way with all discourse and all knowledge as the testimony to Christ was confirmed among you so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will keep you firm to the end, irreproachable on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, and by him you were called to fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
My brothers and sisters, may our Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten persons with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? And he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. And how are you? Happy Thanksgiving to all of you here and all of those watching live stream. It's always been one of my favorite of all the holidays, right? Because we don't have to buy anything or do anything except those of you who have to cook all day. That might not be one of your favorite holidays, but the only thing I've ever had to do with Thanksgiving is show up. And that's pretty nice. You know, it's part of the celibate. Then, but then this year I was going, I was going down that rabbit hole of my mother's not here, my sister's not here, it's just going to be hard, it's going to be one of those things. And my prayer, the Lord just like hit me off the head. He does that, you know, every once in a while. And he says, I want you, instead of focusing on what isn't going right, and that's what the devil loves to bring into our lives, our struggles, and keeps us focused on ourselves and our struggles. And God says, I want you to focus on me this Thanksgiving. That makes sense, huh? That we should focus on giving thanks to God on Thanksgiving. So there's three things. All of us have things that we can sit there and say we're grateful for. Some are more blessed than others. Some can say what they're not grateful for, whatever. But there's three things we can all be grateful for. And that's what I want us to focus on, these three things that we all can be grateful for this Thanksgiving. One, that we exist. Two, that we have been redeemed. And three, that we are loved. Huh? These are three things that all of us can always give thanks for. The first thing, St. Thomas Aquinas said, the greatest gift God ever gave to any of us is existence, that we exist. When was the last time you thanked God just for existing, just for him creating you? Huh? Years ago when I was a seminarian, I was the uh, chaplain at St. Vincent's across the street at the hospital. I'll never forget I had a hard day, but it was a good day. I was an instrument of God to deal with many people that day. And I remember getting into the elevator on this side of the hospital, and I just looked up at the Lord. I was the only one in the elevator, so people didn't think I was weird. But I just said, Lord, thank you for creating me. And the thing I got back from him is, I was very happy that I created you. The God is very happy that he has created every one of us. You did not have to exist. 
I did not have to exist. He created us because he wanted us. And when things are going crazy and we're focusing on all the other stuff, we can focus on, I did not have to exist, but I do. And a God who knew my sinfulness before I was even born, who knew my weaknesses before I was even born, still wanted you and me to be here and to exist. What a grateful thing we can all be grateful for, a wonderful thing that each of us has existence. The second thing, of course, is that this God, after he gave us existence, even knowing that we would mess up, came and fixed it for us in the person of Jesus. That Jesus has redeemed all of us. You know, again, I was listening to a song the other day. I don't even know what it is. It was a new song on the Christian radio. And that one uh, verse of the song just talked about God is, God does, uh, Jesus does not regret having died for any of us. Huh? I think sometimes he must regret dying for me when I do stupid things, when I do sinful things. And I just think sometimes that's the way he must think. But the more I reflected on that, that's the more reality that God never regrets dying for any of us. He doesn't sit there when you mess up and think, ah, why'd I die for this one? He sits there and thinks, that's exactly why I died for you. Because I knew you'd mess up. And again, since God is God, he knew every one of our sins before he created us. And yet he created us, and then he went to the cross to die for us. What a gift. And again, now we got to be forever grateful for that reality. That he brought me into existence, and then he fixed it when I messed up. Why? Because he wants me to be with him forever. He wants you to be with him forever. And again, I just think some of us really think that God, if I make it to heaven, it's going to be by the skin of my teeth. And Excuse me, if you make it to heaven, it's because Jesus Christ died on the cross to take away your sins. It's grace. It's not by the skin of your teeth. It's by what he did. And so again, that we have this grateful heart all the time. And often I wonder if we who call ourselves Catholics or Christians are more grateful than everybody else. We should be. We sure should be. But sometimes we're not because we focus on the thing. We focus on the valley of tears. We focus on all the things that go wrong instead of what Christ, what the Father, what the Spirit has done for us. And that comes to the last point, that we're loved. He wouldn't have created us if he didn't love us, right? Because we didn't have to exist, as I've said 50 times already. So God created you to love you, period. The reason you were created by God was so he could love you, okay? So he could love me. And then he did, he proved it by sending Jesus for us. But again, to know deep in our hearts that we're loved by God. Because we can talk about it again. I've told you many times a story when I was down in Union City. And I went on my first retreat when I was in seminary, uh, college seminary. And I met Monsignor Peterson, then just Father Peterson. And of course, we all called him Pete. And I'm, it was time for confessions. As I'm going to confession, I was always the first one in line because I needed to go. And as I go in there, I never met the guy before, never even heard of him before. And he put his arm around me, and he had to be in his 50s in those days. Huh? And he put his arm around me, and he says, what's your name? And I said, Larry, Father. And he says, Larry, do you know how much God loves you? 
I go, oh, yes, Father. And he went, whack! And he hit me really hard at the back of the head. And he said, liar. And I thought, ooh, I'm going to go to confession to this guy now. It's not going to be good. But the reality was it was very good. Fantastic. But he made a true statement. Larry, do you know how much God loves you? Yes, Father. Whack. You're a liar. And I think that's for most of us. We have it in our heads. Oh, yes, Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. That's nice. How about you? Do you know it here that you're loved by God? And that's what has to happen. The only place that happens is in prayer. So, again, we get a foretaste of that every time after communion when we let Jesus hold us at every Mass here, where we sit back and we let Christ embrace us. But also it has to happen in our daily prayer. So, again, I think everybody else does this throughout the world except for my own parishioners. But if you don't have the app, Hope TV, get the app. It's a 100% free app. Those watching, get the app. And when you get to the app, the Hope TV, just go to Google or go to uh, your app store on the i, uh, iPhone and just sit there and put Hope TV. And you're going to get everything you could ever want for free when it comes to talks. And then you put in there, you search, and you could be depressed or whatever and say depression. You're going to hear a talk on depression. But I encourage you to put in there prayer. And then just sit through part of the prayer talk where I take you through the experience about how to pray where we talk about, I'm sorry, I surrender, hold me. And you just let the God of the universe hold you. It's one thing to know theologically here that you are loved. It's a totally different thing to know that you are loved experientially here. And it'd be interesting if I went and talked to each of you individually and if I said, have you ever experienced here Deep in your heart, being loved by God. I wonder how many of you would say, of course, Father. And how many would say, not yet, Father. But this is your chance. Take time. It's less than 15 minutes. Go to the prayer thing. Get to the part. You don't have to listen to the whole talk. Just get to the part where I take you through the prayer experience. I surrender. You get rid. I'm sorry. You get rid of your sins because sin can keep you from experiencing the love of God. I surrender, as we talked about last week at the Feast of Christ the King. We have to surrender everything to God. And then when you get those two things out of the way, now you can allow him to embrace you. Now you can put your head on his chest and listen to his heartbeat. Now you can know deep in your heart that you are loved. So the three things this Thanksgiving we need to focus on is that I exist, that God created me because he wanted me, that he redeemed me, he paid for the penalty of my sins, and that he loves me. There's always so much to be grateful for. Nature knows love today and forever. Amen.